Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Thrive After Sports. If you are tuned in on the Power of Story podcast, thank you for tuning in there. I'm here today with my man, Alex Opacic. Did I say the last name right? You did, man. That was perfect, actually. Got it, man. Nailed it. Thank (laughs) you. First time around. Uh, I'm excited to have Alex here today. He has a, a great story. He's up to some great things. Him and I connected on LinkedIn, of course. That's where the magic goes down on LinkedIn. And uh, I've had many great conversations with this man today. So I'm excited for him to share with you all. You're going to learn a lot through his story and then also hear about some of the amazing things he's up to with his company, Athletes of Business, uh, helping athletes with, I'll let him explain it. Alex, before we get going, man, can you just please tell, I want to dive into your story, but can you just please let people know what Athletes of Business is and all of the amazing things you're doing to help the athlete community? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I know we've been uh, talking for some time, so I'm excited to do this, man. Um, but essentially, uh, Athlete to Business is a recruitment agency that specializes in placing uh, former elite and pro athletes into the corporate space. Um, so the whole ethos behind the business, you know, I'm a big believer that athletes build, um, throughout playing their sport, you build resilience, uh, certain drive, work ethic, commitment, um, discipline, and competitive nature. Also, you know, you have ability to work in a team and you're very coachable. And those things translate really, really well into the business world. And I'm a big believer that once athletes learn to transfer those high-performing habits, which, which I spoke of, and those high-performing skills into the business world, they become high-performers there as well, high-achievers. Essentially, they become athletes in business. Um, so the whole, you know, the whole ethos behind what I do, I'm out there preaching to businesses uh, around the world, really, that uh, they should be hiring athletes for, for those reasons. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that, that's what we do, man. <clears throat> yeah that's phenomenal that's phenomenal Alex that's one of the cool things about it is that uh I feel like you are and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus this is more of a compliment to you than a knock against anybody else based <laughs> on the conversations that I've had with you I think one of the things you do a phenomenal job of is actually making sure these athletes are prepared right you're not just showing up saying hey we got some jobs for you there's an actual preparation process that happens and then you're the type of guy man you're not setting people up with jobs that they're going to be miserable in these are all jobs that you vetted you know it's going to be a good fit matching the right person with the right role and um that's something i definitely respected man how did you when you were building the infrastructure or when you were deciding how to approach building athletes to business uh why was that important to you to have that component to make sure you're actually not just checking boxes but creating good fits all around because that, it, it all came from my personal story. I, I used to be a pro basketball player, played college ball and then professionally in Europe and, and Australia. And when I transitioned out of the sport, it was a really tough transition for me. And I mean, I won't get too much detail of the story, but uh, one of the things was struggling with my identity, you know, having purpose. But when I actually started going into, into the job world, the business world, I, I worked for some companies that just didn't have a great onboarding structure, training program, didn't really value my elite athlete mindset, um, there was no guidance, the culture was bad. So that was, I, I just kind of took any job that came to me, man. I, I um, didn't really question the, the company properly. So, it, you know, I took it as a personal mission to make sure the companies that I find athletes work for have a strong onboarding structure, have a good training and education program and, and a continuous learning and development, right? I'm a big believer that you know, so companies that I play athletes in, they have a weekly learning and development program all the time. You work, you know, it's like you're training. You train all the time, right? You're not just going to turn up and, and play games without any training. I think business should be the same. You should be working on your business game all the time. So I try and find companies that, that have that type of culture in there. So it's really, really important for me because you, you athletes have this 
innate drive and work ethic and, and just this, I want to be a high performer, but it needs to be channeled and properly, properly uh, trained in the business world. So I want to find companies who are, who are willing to invest in the athlete so they can kind of say they can bring out the best out of them. Man, I love that, Alex. There, there's a couple of things we could, I mean, we could easily have a three hour conversation, man. Easy, I would man. be respectful of your time. <laughs> uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll probably have you back on for another episode sometime in the 100%. near future. But uh, one of the things that I just want to touch on, man, you talked about how when you finished your, your professional basketball career, you were just kind of taking any job you can get, right? Yeah. And I love how you you kind of wrapped it up towards the end there by saying that if, if it's not channeled, if you don't have that, you know, that go-getter mindset as an athlete, if you're not channeling that into the right thing, if you're just kind of floating around all willy-nilly like you and I both were, like you said, taking any job you can get, doing, you know, whoever's hiring, sure, I'm there, I need a check. Um, that's yeah. not the right type of mindset, but like you're saying, if you can channel that intentionally into something that is a, a perfect fit for your personality type, uh, perfect, you know, environment, then great things can happen. Nothing but great things can happen. Um, yeah, go ahead. Please. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, man. Like it, my, um, my business career really, I guess my life really turned around when I found the company that had all those things. So long story short, I, I had, a, I was a bit lost floating around different jobs, man. Like when I first transitioned from basketball, I reckon I had in, in, in one year, I probably had almost 10 different jobs, man. I was <laughs> fired. I was, I quit. Um, man, so many things. Because it was just a clueless time for me, right? Clueless. I, I was pretty clueless. All I ever knew and wanted to do was basketball. But um, there was a company, a big, big uh, media company here in Australia. And the sales manager uh, basically saw me and approached me and said, hey, you should apply. I was playing semi-professionally at the time, actually. And they were a sponsor of the team. And she said, hey, I can tell that you got this mongrel inside you, this elite mindset inside you. I'm going to get it out of you. All right, come apply for this job and I'm going to help you be successful in business. I'm like, all right, sure, let's do it. So I applied for the job, man. Six months later, I was absolutely smashing it in that job. Like she, she, she got it out of me. She got that elite athlete mindset out of me and applied it into the business world and things turned around for me from there, man. Yeah, shout out to her, man. That's that's huge yeah. on her part to recognize that and then, yeah. you know, kind of take that step into a role of a coach and get you fired up a little bit, say, got a mongrel in you, I want to pull it out of you, like, yeah. Yeah, challenge accepted, man, that's the type of thing that gets the athlete's blood boiling, so yeah. shout out to her for recognizing that and, and setting you up with that opportunity, man. Absolutely, absolutely, man, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And the cool part about it is that it's all come full circle, she was able to do that for you, and now you're the guy, not just you, but your entire company, um, is doing that for other people, and it's all, it's always really cool, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because one of the things that I want, um, not just athletes, but the people tuning in on Power of Story as well. What, what I want you, what I want people to recognize is that one thing we always talk about is that your pain can become your purpose. So yeah. when you're going through a tough time, you know, when you look at, okay, what got me out of this? Who helps me? Essentially, it's almost like a responsibility for you to become that person. You don't have to, but you know, you don't have to form an entire company like Alex did, but you know, you can still, you can still find a way to give it back and pay it forward because chances are other people are coming up behind you who are going to go through what you're going through. So that's powerful, man. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Your, your pain can become your purpose. That's it. You, you put that elegantly. That's exactly what, what happened to me um, massively. And, and, and I'm a big believer in that. The biggest thing I focus on with athletes is your, your first job or your first couple of jobs in, in the corporate space post-sport. The biggest thing that you should be focusing on is learning how to translate those high-performing habits into the business world. 
And one of the things, it, man, it's hard to do it by yourself. It's hard. You need help. You know, you need you need guidance. You need you need someone's going to point you in the right direction, like a coach, right? Like you, you know, think of a coach that you had in. You played football. I played basketball. Think of a coach that you had in your sport. You would find somebody like that in the business world, and that's what I try and find um, with, uh, with with companies that I partner with. Because there's a lot of athletes out there that want to try, want to find their passion straight away, right after sport. That's hard, man. Like that's hard. Like you, you know, you could be sitting around until you're 50, you're 60, whatever it is, finding your passion, and never, never do. Next minute, you know, you whatever age you are, like that. That's the path I was going. That was the wrong, wrong path, man. Wrong mentality. I should have been focusing on how to translate those high-performing habits into business. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing I should have been focusing on. And your passion will come eventually. Like it took me 10 years to find my passion, which is this. Um, it could have maybe come quicker if I translated those high-performing habits earlier. Oh, weird. That's a lot of value right there, man. You you just, yeah. uh, I'm over here like, man, that was, that was so good. I, I love, I love what you just shared about passion because you're absolutely right. I think sometimes it gets kind of confused where people will tell you, follow your passion, follow your passion. Yeah. You know, your, your passion isn't always going to put you in the best position in life, you know? And I love that you shared that, man. And what you basically said is, is what I'm hearing. And I'm excited to listen back to this episode because this is probably going to be the title, but you basically were just telling people to refine their skills focus on their skills get their skills up and then you'll find your passion in the process of refining yourself and refining your exactly. skill set Ooh, we get in the episode right there alex that's yeah. you know <laughs> standing yeah. up standing up right drop the mic on that one that's it um, yeah i do want to i do want to go back to something you said man you, you talked about how we kind of talked about everything you're doing now but i want to take it back a little bit because i know there are people listening <clears throat> excuse me i know there are people listening who are going through it right now man there are people struggling out there and uh, especially athletes who, you know, they might have had their season cut short or we're heading into the summer. So a lot of athletes are graduating. They're just going into that real world right now, mm. you know, and um, you said you had 10 jobs, man. You got me beat. I was like, I thought I had a lot of jobs. <laughs> I'm impressed. They're not on my resume, man. I take them out. You know, you got to you got to improvise on your resume. <laughs> They're not on my exactly. LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Me neither, man. I had a couple of jobs where I went in there the first day. I was just like, you know, showing up, being great in the interview, trying to get some money. And they gave yeah. me the job. And I knew the first day I was like, I'm not coming back here. I, same, I know man. Same. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it, man. And I appreciate uh, you being transparent with that part of your story because that's, nah, that's going to resonate with a lot of people. So, yeah. yeah but um, by the way, I, I, I forget. So please forgive me. Where did you play your college ball at? Uh, Furman University, small D1 school in South Carolina. Got it. And then I know yeah. Furman. And then you played uh, You played overseas. How many different teams did you play for? Did you play for professionally? Yeah, so I started off in Greece, um, then went to uh, Cyprus for a short stint, and then I uh, had a whole season in Macedonia, and then I finished up in Croatia. Uh, and then I got injured there and then came home and played semi-professionally in Australia. Um, for in the league below the NBL. I believe the NBL is becoming more and more popular in the States now with LaMelo Ball and them um, showing up here. Uh, so I played in the, in the level below that uh, for a team called Albury with Donga Bandits, and I did that for three years. Um, but that's when I started because uh, I was playing semi-professional. You don't get paid enough here playing semi-pro ball, so I had to get a job as well. So that was when the transition started happening for me. That's um, interesting, man. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That, that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That was that was a short, short uh, summary of my of my short basketball career. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's interesting because it 
I haven't talked to a lot of people who went from a professional career to having several years of semi because three that's a long time man that's that's actually yeah. an actual career as a semi-professional mm. while you're working so mm. what I wanted to ask is do you feel like you kind of had because I know you had some challenges just like I did just like a lot of athletes did but do you feel like going from okay my professional career is over to now I'm a semi-pro and I'm working part-time did that kind of give you a softer landing into like life after sport or was it still a challenge no, man, it definitely did. It definitely did. Because there, there was periods when, when I finished playing professionally, I was um, 24 at the time. So really, you know, in your prime of your career. And um, I never made so much money playing in Europe that I could come home and, and just chill out and rehab my knee. So I had to get a job. That was when that was when the transition just hit me. I was trying to rehab my knee and work full time at the same time, figure out what I want to do as a job. Uh, it was all over the shop. How am I going to rehab for a year and try to get back into it? Rehab for two years on my dumb advice. Well, it was just a confusing time. Um, and then when I, when I played semi-pro, um, it was a bit, it was a softer landing. I mean, like I felt I was playing elite basketball again. I was trying to make it back to the pros, but throughout that time playing semi-pro, I landed that full-time job with a media company. And that's the reason I stayed in that town and played for three years. Wasn't because of basketball. It was because of that job. I realized, right, there's a there's a whole other career here that I've been missing out on, um, uh, ch chasing. You know, that by the time I played semi-pro, I was about 27, right? Um, so it was kind of, hey, where do I go from here? Do I chase the, the basketball dream and, and keep going, um, or, or call it a quits and and just enjoy this elite semi-pro tenure and 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 focus on the business career? And that's what I did, man. Um, just made, made a decision that, hey, I could, I started enjoying that business career and I could see myself having a lot of success in it. Right. Yeah, man. Now, now I'm curious to know how you made that transition from, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, you, you start out with the woman, she says, there's a mongrel in there, you go in there, you start killing it. Um, what happens next, man? I know there's, there's probably a lot that happened in between that role yeah. and you, you killing it and then you deciding to found athlete to business. What was that road to becoming an entrepreneur like? Man, great question. So when I first started that job with the sales manager who said I can get the mongrel out of you, I was really excited to learn how to transfer those high-performing habits from sport into business. And I did that for three years, right? Just grunt work for three years. After three years, I uh, got promoted to the head office, which is in Sydney. So I was in a country town then, promoted to the head office in Sydney. And um it was another three years that I worked. So, that, so that's six years in total in the corporate space now, literally learning, transferring my habits from sport, trying to be the best I can. And I, at about that six year mark, man, I got really bored. And because then that's when I stopped playing basketball completely, completely, right? Gone. And I just woke up one day, I was like, is, is this it with, with my life? Like, what, what, what's my dream now? Like, what am I, what am I chasing? What's my passion? Because as you know, man, with, with, with our sport, we're so used to doing what we love, our dream, um, and, and, and chasing dreams. It's a, it's a passion, and it's really weird. It just hit me at a point where, like, okay, I've, I've learned a lot in the last six years. I think I'm ready to start now exploring another passion, finding something that I love, waking up and, and chasing a dream. Um, and that's when the idea of athlete to business hit me, but I started doing it on the side. It was, it was a side hustle for two years. I wasn't silly enough to, well, silly, silly is the wrong word, sorry. Probably, you know, I had, I had a mortgage, I had a kid on the way. Um, I wasn't just going to quit my full-time job and launch into, into my passion full-time. So, so um, 
I was bored in my full-time job, started doing athlete to business on the side. And that's when that passion and fulfillment element came back, man. And I actually started performing better in my full-time job because I was doing that side hustle. Because I had the energy back. I had, like, right, I've got this other dream. And then I launched um, two years into doing it as a side hustle. I started burning out because I was working full-time and running the side hustle. And it got to a point where I wasn't doing it got to a point, well, it got to a point where I was like, right, there's something going on with this side hustle, but I was working way too much, almost burning out. And I got to a point where I was like, right, I'm ready to launch into this full time. So I launched full time. It was a week before COVID struck. Uh, it was uh, about, yeah, this time last year. But um, man, as soon as I launched full time, it was like, I, it was a scary time, but one of the most exciting times I felt like uh, I, as soon as I, yeah, I felt like I was playing basketball again. Now, to, right now, like I feel like I'm playing basketball again. Like that's, it's on the same level of, of passion fulfillment as it was when I was playing basketball. That is awesome, man. And that's really the ultimate goal, man. I know that's the, the mission of your work. The mission of my work is to help athletes feel like you're playing your sport again. I wake up Absolutely. every day, man. I'm feeling like I'm running out that tunnel onto the football field, just into yeah. the, the game of life, you know? So. Yeah. Well, that's great, brother. I'm glad you reached that point. Uh, like I said, it's inspiring, you know, and um, I want to go back to something you said before, you know, we're, I know we got, a, we got a little time left, man, but you said you were bored and just wondering like, is this it? And yeah. I just want to acknowledge you for a second because I mean, how many people listening right now can relate to that? You know, you're just yeah. like, there's gotta be more than this. I'm bored, especially as athletes, man, cause we can go anywhere and be like the top person in whatever mm -hmm. industry, whatever field, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be fulfilled just because you have mm -hmm. that, that go-getter mindset doesn't mean you're going to be fulfilled, but how many people do what you did and actually build on the side for two years, man, most people would, would not put in work on the side for two years to make the side hustle, the main hustle. So props to you mm -hmm. for doing that. Um, nice, Cause man. not only are you in a fulfilled place, but you're helping other people through it. So that's a beautiful thing, brother. Yeah, man. I always say the best time to start a business is when you're employed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's it that's it less risk and, man and it's funny because you said like i wasn't i wasn't silly enough i'll tell i'll tell you right now people who know my story i was silly man i made a silly move now, i didn't have a kid i didn't have a kid on the way so i could see like yeah, that would have been yeah. a different scenario if you were to do that but man i yeah i quit my job i thought you know i'm gonna help athletes change the world <laughs> and be a millionaire you know next year yeah. and uh ended up having to move back with my parents and everything but just like you, man, I stay consistent. And, and here we both are, uh, you know, living our passion because we built the That's skills it. up. We put the work That's in. It. Yeah. It's, it's, all about, it's all about building the skills up uh, to, to get you to a point where, because think about it, if you, if you can be really good at something that you're not passionate about, imagine how good you're going to be at something that you are passionate about. That's right. Yeah. That's it. So, man, I got to ask, what is, I mean, What's the future of athlete to business, man? What can we expect moving forward? What, what exciting things are you working on? Yeah, it's, it's a, man, right, right now I'm really just enjoying the journey. Like I get that <laughs> question, I'm really enjoying the journey. But, but, the, but the goal is I, 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 we, we want to be a global organization, a global leader in the athlete transition space. Um, we've, so we work in Australia, mainly at the moment. We've, we've expanded into Southeast Asia, got some clients in Singapore, Bangkok, uh, Vietnam, and working on a few in Indonesia. Um, but we want to be a global leader in, in the athlete transition space and, and, and help athletes find their purpose post-sport around the world, right? Um, so some of the things that, that I'm actually working on at the moment is uh, upskilling and coaching courses and, and services for athletes. At the moment, the business model is purely recruitment. 
Um, but um, I'm seeing, you know, the, the gap with, with upskilling, learning about interview skills, which is what, what I coach and teach athletes, but I would love to do it on a larger scale and just put content out there and, and services out there that, that coaches athletes through that transition into the corporate space. Uh, let's say through interview skills, uh, communication skills, negotiation skills. I think that's a huge, huge skill to have. Um, and, uh, and, and especially the, the first three months in your new job, uh, I call it, you know, it's, you know, it's part, passing probation, but um, that first three months in your new job is so crucial. Uh, so I want to create something around that as well. But yeah, focusing a lot of education and, and career upskilling for the future as well. Yeah, that, that's another thing I actually left out earlier. I meant to kind of uh, give you a compliment or some acknowledgement on that too, because when I see you put out content, it's always... It's never generic, you know what I mean? It's it's coming from a place where you can tell you've been through it, uh, meaning that you're, you're putting something out that you can tell, oh, this guy gets it when I see the content. You know, it's never like, yeah. oh, he's just trying to like put something out for the sake of doing it. And so when you talk about, that's another reason that I actually wanted to connect with you because I know that there's a lot of opportunity for us to work together in many different ways in terms of how we can both, you know, serve, also helping them get prepared, helping them figure out what they want to do because as you know, which is why you're you're leaning into developing the skill set and the coaching, it makes a world of difference once they, once they actually get into the jobs because they'll keep the jobs, they'll, they'll yeah. excel in the jobs. So that's great, exactly. man. Yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, all, it's all about um, being in the right job, first and foremost, as I said, where, where, there's, where there's a great training, onboarding process, learning and development, uh, and then having the, the skills yourself to be able to, to keep and succeed in that job. But most importantly, I'm a big believer, you know, and, and um, so, some of my clients that are listening, I know they may or may not agree here, but I'm a big believer, you know, a lot of athletes, we're very entrepreneurial, aren't we? We want, we've got dreams, we want to chase things. Um, but um, use the corporate space five years, give it five years, six, whatever it is, to learn how to run your own business or to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Um, you, you use it as a paid master's degree, right? That's when I started switching my mentality. I use my job as a paid master's degree. They're paying me to learn how to run my own business. And you know, here we are. I love your advice about five years. I, I think that's uh, I think that's really strong advice. Just give yourself that space to learn. And yeah. the fact that you said that that athletes should approach it like you're getting a master's degree, be there. Don't just be there and clock in and clock out and get your check mm -hmm. and go home and, you know, eat Cheetos on your couch on the weekend, like actually be yeah. there and learn and absorb and use that. Even if you don't decide to become an entrepreneur, use that to do something, develop your skill set, yes. like Alex is saying. So ah, strong advice, man. Um, well, look, brother, I want to be respectful of your time. I do have one final question before we close out. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I, I wanted to uh, ask you to give some advice to people out there, to the, to athletes or just people in general who may be struggling. This whole episode has been advice from you. It's been like a masterclass on what to do. But <laughs> Thanks, just for the, I know if I ask you this question, some more gems are going to come out, man. So for those athletes tuning in who are lost and, and trying to figure out the next steps, uh, what do you want to say to those people right now, man? What advice can you share? Um, a, a wise man, but it's, it's how a wise man once told me, but this is a common, common advice that, that people say is, is, is have patience. Like it's the big, I think in today's day and age, the world is so fast, so fast that we, we lose patience. Like I want to, I want to do this. I'm going to be a millionaire in, in, in a month, you know, in, in two months. Uh, there's exceptions out there, I'm sure. Um, but there's millions and millions and millions of people just bang their head to the ground and become a millionaire overnight or find a passion project overnight or whatnot. The, the biggest advice kind of summarizes everything I've said 
is have patience, have goals for the future and have faith that you'll get there one day, you'll achieve your goals. Even if you don't know what your goals are, what your passion, what you want to do in the future, have faith that you will find something. But the only way to do that is to be in the present moment right here, right now and learn and educate yourself as much as possible. Like if, if, hypothetically, if, if you're stuck in a dead end job that you don't like right now, it's not a forever thing. That job, you don't have to keep that job forever. However, learn as much as you can right now because something bigger and better will come eventually. So it, it's, it's patience and, and learning and educating yourself. It's kind of reiterating what I said earlier, but really like it's the, I wish someone told me this when I was 24, man because um, I struggled, I struggled, I just struggled with like, well, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I'm not playing basketball anymore. Um, instead of, hey, what I'm doing right now, I should be learning. I should be talking to the marketing department, sales department, um, hang out with the CEO, learn what the CEO is doing. Uh, go talk to finance. You know, what's your day look like? Just talk to everybody in your different departments, um, network. That is, it's, it's all for the future when you will eventually find something bigger and better. Mm. Really solid advice, man. I knew you were going to bring the heat on that one. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, we're definitely going to have to have you back on. Uh, there's, there's a lot more ground for us to cover. Uh, I do want to be respectful of your time, though. Before we get out of here, man, please tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can learn more about Athlete to Business on social media, all of that. Yeah, so check out Athlete to Business, the number two business.com.au is our website. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Athlete to Business. Same for Facebook. And also LinkedIn, where I'm at Athlete to Business. I'm following my personal uh, profile, just uh, Alex Opatrich. If you go to the Athlete to Business LinkedIn uh, profile um, web, you'll, you'll see my profile there. But yeah, I put a lot, a lot of content out there about the athlete transition space, career education, tips and tools on how to best transition from sport. That, that's all what my content's all about. Awesome. And we will have all of that information in the show notes so everybody can go connect with Alex, check out Athlete to Business. And once again, that's Athlete, the number the number two business. That'll be in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. Connect with Alex. Man, thank you again for coming on. Uh, this, is, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm really glad we connected, man. I feel like there's so much for us to do together uh, in the near future and years and years down the line. But I just want to say thank you for the work that you do for the athlete community. And I'm excited to continue to watch the journey, man. It's been awesome so far. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate you doing this as well. You're doing an absolutely amazing job and you're an absolute star host. So I <laughs> appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. All right, everybody. No this has been, a, been another great episode of the Power Up Story podcast and Thrive After Sports with the man himself, the founder of Athletes to Business, Alex Opacich. Did I get it right the second time? You did, Boom. man. You're on fire. You're on fire. <laughs> Bonus points. Gotta love it. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks again, Alex. Thanks. No worries, man.